Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Rocket MSP podcast. I'm Steve Taylor, your host. Today I'm joined by Dale Walls. How's it going, Dale? Doing great, man. How are you? You know, I'm I'm feeling good. I uh I'm I'm I think I'm on a sugar high. So <laughs> if if I seem like I'm a little hyper or uh overly excited or anything like that, um it's it's one hundred percent sugar. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try um, to catch up here with with some caffeine myself. <laughs> yeah, see, and I, I don't even like coffee. So it is, um, what, what's the, oh, the, the sugar, I, I had some like uh, Olive Garden leftovers. So I'm, I'm talking about legit, like the sugars from the Alfredo sauce and stuff. Right on. I've, I just feel it coursing through my veins. <laughs> <sighs> Cheese right. and sugar. Well, let's, let's put it to work. Let's put it to work. <laughs> Yes, I, I believe we should. So um, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Uh, I know that that you have a, a company right now called Lions Guide. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure, uh, Lions Guide. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the quick rewind, you know, I, I founded and retired a CEO from Corsica Technologies, one of the top, you know, MSPs in the in the country. And, um, and afterwards, I, you know, I'm, look, I'm still young, full of piss and vinegar. I'm 40 years old. I got a lot, lot left to do. I, mean, I didn't want to just sit back and do anything, do nothing rather. And, uh, you know, just through various like conversations and, and so on, I, I just, you know, found out like just what I really enjoyed about just life as a CEO, I'll say, was just working with my direct reports, uh, coaching them through challenges, problems, obviously a lot of them pro uh, professional, you know, in the in the operation, things that we're up against. And, and then sometimes it trickled over into personal. But, um, you know, I realized like in the latter years, for sure, you know, um, what really got me out of bed every day was just looking forward to my team meetings, my one-on-ones, like doing seminars with the whole company and talking about, you know, doing training, whatever. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I was working on a couple of different things. Uh, you know, my wife started a coffee company and just kind of got a little bit of entrepreneurial flair, you know, kind of out of the gate into retirement. And, uh, and, and hell, I was, I was going to make t-shirts, you know, I just like, man, I want some cool t-shirts with this design. And, <laughs> Uh, I was working with a, a guy just on a, a brand design, really, and and he's like he kind of challenged me. He's like, "Dale, like you've been in, in leadership for twenty years. You, you grew a company like into, you know, the stratosphere. Like, what the hell are you doing? You're going to go make T-shirts now? Like, people could really get a lot out of you know you teaching them, coaching them, whatever. And and it just it did click. That's when it kind of hit me. I was like, "Yeah, man, I I do love." working with people and kind of helping them and just shedding, you know, my experience and perspective that maybe it will help them and, and just find a way. I mean, so uh, that's what I did. I took what was going to be, you know, just t-shirts I wanted. And if someone else wanted to buy them, whatever, and turned it into uh, a coaching advisory uh, online training uh, company. Uh, it's been a blast. I mean, I, I came out official in uh, February after I finished my transition out of Corsica um, and uh, went, went, right into it and picked up clients right away. And now I'm 
this is what I'm doing every day. I'm, I'm working with people that are in demanding roles, right? You know, when you're the owner of a business, let's say, or you're in a, you're in a top executive position, whatever, you're in a position that's, that's demanding. Number one, it's a, it's a lonely place to be, right? You don't, have a lot of people that you could talk to about it, right? You, you know, it's just it's just a lonely place. So having someone that you can turn to, go, man, I'm I'm struggling with this challenge, and having someone to work through, um, you know, and go through that. So so I, I'm really focused on folks that are just in those positions of high demand, whether an entrepreneur, a, a business owner, a top exec, or whatever, someone that's just got a lot on their plate um, and wants some coaching, training, so on, and leadership, personal development, things like that. Got it. So love everything that you're saying, because I, I love helping people too, man. That's that's why I do this. It's fun for me. Um, I was, oh good, I've, my, my collar is going to be like that today, and it's going to keep flipping up this, this whole time. So this will be interesting. Um, so <laughs> that's like the fifth time I've fixed it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I was the guy that um, I, I would... Uh, I, I was terrified of selling, okay, you know, because I, I didn't want to hear the words no. Sure. Or get out. <laughs> so uh, instead, I would just find things to do to keep myself feeling busy. Yeah. So I'd switch from Autotask to ControlWise, uh, ConnectWise. Then I'd switch to Kaseya. And then uh, I'd love, let's switch my antivirus this time. And every three to six months, I'm, I'm finding something new to do. Um and that is clearly not the solution to to building for scale. Sure. Um, you're you're never even going to get a bunch of clients. I mean, let alone serve them poorly. You're just never going to have clients if you never go out and and ask for people's money. Absolutely. Um, no no money, no mission. Right. Like no money, no business, no money, no mission, no money, no service. Right. You. It's it is a lifeline. You know. It's the necessary evil of getting into business. People are saying they can barely hear me. So did I get louder, Dale? Uh, I can hear you. Uh, I'm not. I can't hear myself, so I don't know how it compares with that. I can, I can hear you. It's it's not too soft, but okay. Well, I I turned it up. We'll see. Hopefully that fixes it. Gavin, feel free to let me know if it's still bad. Uh, I'll be able to fix that in post production for the podcast at least. Um. So. So today we're going to talk about your time at Corsica uh, a little bit, and then we're going to talk about uh, some of the philosophy that that kind of um, you got to work with, utilize, develop in order to turn Corsica into the powerhouse that it was. So for those of you wondering, this isn't going to be like a fluff piece. I'm actually going to ask Dale like real questions that you guys want to know so feel free to pop questions into the chat if you have some um so can you tell us like some some metrics about corsica um size of the company revenue employees anything yeah i mean i think you know i mean at, in its final year that i was there ceo we were up uh, pre-covid of course uh we were up near 200 employees you know over 30 million dollars of uh revenue uh we were in multiple regions um you know uh 
Yeah, I mean, high-level stats, absolutely. That's where we were. Uh, started from nothing. Uh, you know, I, you know, uh, I know a lot of people get into questions around like, you know, capital, startup. I, I mean, I started with an ad in the Yellow Pages and an agreement to pay my cousin who was out of a job that I would pay him minimum wage when he wasn't billing and I'd pay him 15 bucks an hour when he was billing. And so he had an incentive to get out there and bill. Uh, I had to add in yellow pages and uh, meanwhile, I was, I was working full time. So, you know, I knew there was an opportunity out there and look, we're talking, you know, I, I started what became Corsica when I was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. You know, I just, what I did in the Marine Corps was tactical data networking. So uh, I was in, I'll say it at a time when it was everything, right? I, 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 can run fiber. I can, I can build web pages. I could build servers. I mean, just, you know, my job as a Marine was to do all of the above that, that was helped us server administration. Uh, and through that time, you know, so I was in the, in the Marine Corps from 98 to 2002. Uh, so there's a lot of tech changing there. I mean, broadbands hitting the streets, uh, you know, exchange, you know, so I got to take, you know, a 7,500 user in a network in the Marine Corps, uh, while I was there, we went from Banyan Vines to Exchange on NT, uh, from NT into Active Directory. Like, you nice. know, I just went through some really foundational times that molded the rest of, you know, what, what we're doing today in tech. Um, you know, and then I was, like, say, fortunate to be in a, a role, a position that I wasn't pigeonholed into just pulling cable all day or, you know, mm -hmm. working on the servers all day. You know, it was everything in, in between. That's really cool. Um, I I think I might have fixed the volume issue. We're gonna hope for the best here. Sounds a little um, better. That's that's good. I'll take better. <laughs> um, so so you said you kind of started with nothing. So day one, you had an ad in the paper or uh, yellow pages, and you had an agreement with your cousin. You said to pay him even minimum wage, and was that forty hours a week? Yes. Um, yes, it was. That was that was my commitment. So and even before that, I would say, you know, before I incorporated what became Corsica, I was operating a sole proprietor. So I was networking with folks that I was just meeting out in town and I was doing work after hours. Right. I was finding small businesses that, you know, my first client and project was a, a leasing company, leasing company owner out in uh, Southern California that, you know, literally was just at a event. I think we were at a UFC pay-per-view or something. And he was like, yeah, oh, you're in tech, you know, this damn Blackberry, you know, my calendar says this and my Blackberry says that, you know, back when we, we all had Blackberries. And, you know, he was just, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll, Monday evening, you know, buy a case of beer, I'll come in and we'll, we'll knock that out. And that was like my first taste of like what I knew and the service of others, right? So to, to where we kind of started here, like serving others, um, I, I only recently realized like what I really liked about what I was doing was the service of, I wasn't really geeking out about the tech. I, I'm, I'm super technical, right? I, I don't geek mm -hmm. out about the tech. I get my thrills out of taking that tech and solving people's problems with it. Right. And in that fulfillment that you get from that. And that was my first taste of it, you know? So here I go in, a guy had a small business server from Dell, you know, like back then that's what everyone, you know, they bought this, you know, Microsoft small business server from Dell and they didn't know what to do with it. They just plugged it in and, you know, it's running pop email and all this other stuff. And they got a Blackberry. They don't know why it wor doesn't work. And so I went in there and I, I spent a couple hours and just did the magic stuff I did. It was easy to me. I did it every day. I was running a 7,500 user, you know, exchange farm, you know, um, 
so got in there and, and he was just like, I was, I was also, I was his hero, you know, and that was it. And, uh, as I was transitioning and, and I did a couple other projects like that. So while I was still in Recore, I had like six clients again, just servicing them myself after hours, billing them by the hour, uh, just getting some, some extra side money or whatever. Um, and I was out on Torrey Pines golf course, uh, with my wife, uh, Tiger Woods was, uh, big at the time. And, and the, the thing to see, not that was a big golf, but it was like, if you can go see Tiger Woods, go see him. I, I remember today we were walking on Torrey Pines there. And I told my wife, I said, uh, I was about the EAS. I said, when we go back home, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start my own business. And, uh, from there came back to Maryland. And that's, that's when I said, okay, let's, uh, let's start planting some seeds and, and did that. That is really cool, man. So, so you started the business. Um, what, what happened with like clients? How, how long did it take for you to, so, so no, wait, you already had like six clients when you started the business. So that's how you were able to pay your cousin. Uh, no, no. no. Um, so, so I had that money there and that was hourly, right? So this is, you know, timing wise, this is 2002, right? So Mm -hmm. the industry of managed services really wasn't that it was in its infancy, you know, in a big way. And so we were still hourly, you know, um, how I was able to pay my cousin was, you know, just being frugal on my own and, and getting my own, you know, business plan together, you know, and look, even at the time, you know, I, I was 22 at the time, which I hated, like when you go into the bank and asking for loans, I'm like, write your business plan. I, I don't want to write a damn plan. I want to just give me the money. I'll, I'll go to work. I'll get this thing going. I know what I, I know what I need to do. Um, but in, in, in so many ways, I really was, I had put together a business plan and I had looked at just the math, you know, of just living well within my means so that I had something left over so I could start this thing. Right. Like, so I could, mm-hmm. you know, get going. So in the beginnings, it was that, um, as I did that, we grew clients and we were doing hourly and, and like I said, back then it was, you know, this, this is pre Facebook, pre you know, Google even then was at its infancy. We didn't probably didn't even know what SEO was at the time, if it even was a thing. So the ad and yellow pages, I started networking, you know, local chamber of commerce, you know, talking with business owners um, and just sourcing out what the problems were and just being able to like, that's where my technical ability came in, right? That I could go, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I know how to fix that. You know, would you like me to fix it? And, you know, and uh, then I would just kind of employ my, my cousin and, and against the needs that, that came in. So, uh, being frugal, uh, a little bit further down the line, um, I ended up contracting myself into a, a government, uh, staffing job. So I'm, I'm in the hmm. Baltimore DC area. So there's a lot of government contract work here, obviously a lot yeah. of it. So I contracted myself in as a 1099 at a decent hourly rate, again, kept my modest salary, and took the leftover and just dumped it into uh, the entity, you know, into, into, into Corsica and, and use that just to start building it higher and so on. Very nice. So that that's an excellent way to get started. Obviously everyone should kind of live well within their means and everyone should always do their best to pay themselves a salary. And, and I think, it's it's also important to pay yourself a reasonable salary too and make sure that there's still profit left over for the business to utilize to hire people or upgrade your computer or whatever you need for the business right i mean eventually you're going to need to to buy a bunch of 
computers when you when you land a big project and do you really want to go to the client and say okay so all I need is a check from you for $35,000 now sure. me personally I don't have a problem doing that because I'm not a flipping bank if they want a loan they can use a credit card <laughs> right no and look oh. and those are the things I think um you know every entrepreneur MSP IT company whatever you know needs to understand right I, one of the things that that i work with people in and advise like look okay the minute you transition from being that tech and you want to go out and do your own thing uh so you go do that you start your own business well you actually ceased being a tech and you started being a business owner right your your job changed now mm -hmm. in your new capacity with your new business you may need to play the role of a technician but you're not going to be able to outsource or get away from the, the fact that you are now that business owner. That's your job in that business. So now those things like that business plan, the, the reinvestment into back into the business, the, uh, you know, the hiring, the, you know, all those, the cash flows is, is what I was looking for there. So cash flow, right. And, and setting yourself up for success, um, in having a plan, you know, those things like you can't just go start, you know, uh, installing servers and, and forget about the rest. It's going to come back. Uh, even you make the point about um, paying yourself a salary. I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a tax advisor here, but you have to pay yourself a, a fair, reasonable salary, right? Especially if you have profits coming in, um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's expected, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's things like that, that you learn you, taxes. You know, I know a lot of young business owners myself, that tax, that tax thing, if you don't understand business now that you're a business owner and the tax implications of that, right, that's something else that you've got to actually be putting that those profits aside um, to pay the tax bill that's coming, right, you know, depending Absolutely. on how you set your entity up. So there's there's so much from a perspective of that transition into a, being a business owner that you really have to take it serious that that you're a business owner now. And, yes, you're technical. And, yes, you can deliver those services. Um but that's not your main job anymore, you know, if, if that makes sense. So when when people say to you, I, I know I need to pay myself a reasonable salary and I know that I need to live within my means, but like my business has all these bills and my personal life has all these bills and I'm I'm throwing, you know, some of these bills into a hat and picking to see which ones I'm going to pay this month. What, what can I do? You know, when it comes to things like that, um, look, you, you know, I, that's why I say, you know, start it on the side, right? You mm -hmm. know, if that if that's the problem, like if, if that's your problem, like you don't have a, a ton of capital savings to kind of have a year plan, you know, to get this thing going and how you're going to take that capital and put it to work to hopefully to get it growing before it's gone, you know, uh, in, in 101 business planning. Um, keep your job you know, and, and, and work with partners and find ways to grow your business. Or um, maybe, look, there's still, you know, if you think even the timing on when I got started at 2000, we're at that kind of 20 year mark where that first, you know, 10 years um, where there's a lot of new businesses starting up, there may be still some time and time material shops that are out there on the market that may be looking to get out. So maybe, and, and, and you know, if they were a time material business, they probably don't have a strong exit plan, right? So maybe go partner yeah. with one of them and go, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Uh, where are you at? You know, in, in your journey, you've been doing this, you know, computer repair shop for 
you know, 20 years now. I know you have some clients. Let's talk about that. You know, that might be an opportunity to go, yeah. you know, transition, you know, a business that's, um, you know, hourly. So it's not worth a ton and, but it's got a very loyal client base, right? You know, that client base is there. They're, they're sticking with this guy. They're paying hourly, whatever. Um, but they may be hungry and interested in a transition to an MSP. So maybe working out some, some, some sort of partnership agreement. That's a, you know, a buyout of sorts and things like that, you know? Um, Excellent. All right. Um, since we're talking about money, um, don't worry, not nothing ridiculous. Um, how, how much did, did you, did you end up having to like utilize, um, your savings at all to invest into the company to, to get things up and running? No. Um, like I said, I, once I contracted myself in, you know, in a, in a full-time role and that revenue was now generated by my entity. Um, now I had revenue coming in that I built with. So I, I didn't start with any any capital. I, I used what was coming in. Again, I kept my salary modest for what is it? So I had a job, right? And then mm. I got asked for a, 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 a government gig, like, hey, what do we what do we got to do to keep you? You know, and I said, well, got it. Hire my company and keep me in here, you know, and now and then I like say, then I was a 1099. I got to charge my rate, right? My, my service rate, not it wasn't about my salary anymore. It was like, hey, what do we got to do to keep you? hire me by a service hourly rate. And then I got to keep my salary and take the rest and, and build the business. Got it. So when, when you first started, um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk more about when, when you were like full time in your business. Okay. Sure. So how many hours a day, days a week do you, do you feel like you were working for those first couple of years? Um, so my transition to full time. So again, I was working full time billing and hired my cousin. He was my first employee. My second employee was actually my wife, right? Because now we had a growing business. A few months in, we got clients. Now the tech's in the field. We need someone to field the call, schedule the tech. Um, and over time, as those demands grew, I saw the business grow and I said, hey, okay. So one, yes, I'm working full-time I'm commuting to at the time DC. So I got a three hour round trip commute. So I'm working full-time three hour round trip commute. And then I'm getting back and I'm helping with server projects or staging servers, workstations, whatever. So in the beginning it was whatever it took, you know, um, it was whatever it took, whatever needed to get done. So was that the 60, 80 hour week? Yes. You know, it was whatever it took to get it done. And, how how did this change like when at what point did you stop having to work 60 to 80 hours a week so um the beauty of 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 the opportunity i took to get started was i owned that position so to speak right i had a contracted Mm -hmm. position to fill so I, i i don't recall exactly when but at one point you know we're growing the commercial side of the business. In fact, I, I started the business, especially when I got back here, I failed to mention is I thought I was going to go be a government contractor, right? I, I'm a service disabled veteran. At the time, there's uh, the, the initial uh, law bills are, were being passed to make uh, service disabled veteran set asides. 3% of all government contracting was supposed to go to 3% uh, to service disabled veteran firms. And here I was, I was like, hey, well, here I am. So I thought yeah. I was going to do that. But that that industry that became MSP was 
taken off like a rocket, right? So even though I had started the business uh, thinking that, but I put the ad in the papers and started serving commercial clients, uh, um, and that demand was growing so fast. Um, and as that business was growing, I found myself, you know, two, three, four employees or whatever while I'm working full time. Um, it, I just kind of hit me one day and goes, wow, okay, look how far we're going when I'm working full time overall in this contracting gig. What could it be if I was throwing that 40 plus 40 hours a week plus travel for plus commute into the business, the core business? Um, and so it just, it did the same thing. So now I said, okay, well now I'll, I'll go capture. What I did was went and replaced myself on that contract. So I recruited someone, staffed mm -hmm. them in that role. So now I got to keep the revenue right now. That revenue now goes to someone else's salary instead of mine, mm -hmm. but the other revenue comes in that helps sustain bringing me over on my now I'll say commercial salary. Um, and then, you know, that was it. That now, I, but but now the business has all of my attention, right? It's not just when I get back at the end of the day and on the weekends. Now it has a hundred percent of my attention, you know, every day of the week. So at what at what point, like what what year marker do you feel like your 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 thought process was like? Oh man, I I really have something here. This this is this has gotten big. And now I need to start organizing things or else as, as I continue to grow, as, as this company continues to grow, we're just going to grow into more bad habits. You know, well, what was funny is um, I would say it was probably, so this was, I incorporated the company. I got out of the Marines 2002, uh, incorporated 2003. I would say it was between 2005, 2006 timeframe. And this, this will be a little bit laughable, right? So I came from enterprise IT and I was used to using enterprise tools, you know, SMS, semantic, um, enterprise edition, these things that were made for domain environments, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I get, if you think timing, there's not a ton of mainstream RMM tools at this time, right? This, this industry, yeah, it's, it's still fresh. So I'm running systems as if without an RMM, right? I'm, I'm installing these corporate tool back of exec, you know, uh, you know, semantic enterprise edition, all these corporate tools that I knew were solid for the commercial, uh, for the business workplace. Um, and I was employing them as such, but that, you know, was absent that RMM feature right now we're remoting into all these individual systems, managing them individually, checking them individually. We're setting up various, uh, uh, I think what IP century back then, maybe oh, <laughs> it's been a while, right? I'm thinking like <laughs> I, I'm using IP century. I'm using our ticketing system was a VBB board, right? Um, where, you know, we would log service calls as topics as private VB, right? Cause back then we're all like pre-social, you know, all us nerds, where were we talking? We were on VBB boards, right? And, and mm -hmm. IRC and, you know, all, all these things. So I was using all those things at the time, um, to build this, you know, cobbled together MSP, right. You know, we're, instead mm -hmm. of a PSA, I had a VBB board, right. Uh, instead of a monitoring system, I had IP century, you know, checking in, we were setting up, uh, uh, you know, you could, back then you could set up messenger, um, the messenger service, uh, to send alerts to different things. And we were having those things forward up to us. So it, we cobbled it together. So to get to your, your question, uh, where I had to break through was I literally got cold called by enable 
you know, still around today. I, and it was about 2006, I got cold called from Enable going, hey, we're an RMM. I'm like, what's an RMM? You're like, oh, it's, a, it's this, that, and the other for managed service companies. I'm like, what's a managed service company? You know, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know. Like, I, I thought I was just doing, you know, I was taking my enterprise IT management mindset and I was serving different small, medium businesses, right? And using the technology I knew. And then these guys call me and go, yeah. And literally, I literally was like, what's an MSP? And then they, they tell me and I'm like, man, I've been, man, I've been, I've been an MSP before I even knew it was an MSP. Like, you yeah. know, and then they enlightened me, right? Then they're like, okay, well, let me show you what RMM can do. And that was like, boom, that's what we need. We need a system that regardless of the domains authentication that can talk to them all. Right. So that empowered us there. Uh, they introduced us to Autotask at that point, right? What's a PSA? Mm -hmm. Well, boom, here's a ticketing system. Same thing, right? You're serving multiple clients in one ticketing system. Whereas in corporate, you know, we were used to just having those internal, like track it and things like that, that were a system for an organization. Um, the RMM, you know, pre-RMM, I was using SMS, you know, like uh, if you know that systems management server from, um, from Microsoft, again, a corporate tool to remote in the systems, gather inventory, all the things that RMM does. So, uh, so it was that time, 2006, I transitioned um, and also got educated by them, right? The one of the things that I, I loved about Enable, you know, uh, Gavin Garbutt at the time, David Weeks, all these guys, uh, Marco, people that, that now educated me on how I could take it to the next level, right? I knew the tech, I knew the, the enterprise tool, I knew the mindset of, of management, systems management, um, but now they taught me the business of an MSP, a re the real business, right? Because at the time I'm selling block hours. I'm doing all this old school, yeah. like low risk stuff, right? Um, so they, what I loved about Enable is uh, aside from the technology, they had Enable University, which was an online course that taught you like, hey, this is how you do sales. Here's how you build your contracts. Here's how you build your calculators. And all that stuff was things that I was trying to invent. I was trying to figure it out. So um, so they gave me this uh, playbook, if you will, for me to mold as my own, right? Um, and I think that's important for everyone to know. Um, all these companies out there are going to give you the way they want to see you do it. But man, take that and make your own, you know, um, because you're going to have competing interests. Microsoft, your Microsoft, you know, account manager is going to want to see you pushing this and your other company is going to want to see you pushing that. But at the end of the day, this is your company, right? And they're your clients. And more importantly, you're serving your clients problems, right? So what the vendor wants to sell might not match up with what your, your client problems are today. And that's what you got to stay focused on. You got to focus on what your clients uh, active solving their problems, not pushing tech on them. You know, if, if there's new tech that will sell, solve problems for your clients. Yeah. Look, I'm, you know, I'm not naive in that regard, but, but don't just because, you know, Microsoft wants you doing X or, you know, the connect wise, once you push this, whatever, you know, serve your clients first. Right. And if there's alignment between the, the objectives of the, of these software and hardware vendors out there, if there's alignment there, yeah, man, win, win. But otherwise, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is solving your, your clients' problems, not your, not your vendor sales problems.
Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. 